right, people, we got you set in stone. New week, fresh week, brand new energy on what is the number one form for Crimson Tide football news. In my own words, the Monday. Getting that work week started off correctly right here with yours truly, your conductor of Bama Football Conversation, Stephen M. Smith. Touchdown, Alabama Magazine, coming to you from the magic city of Birmingham. Appreciating everybody tuning in to the network channel and show on today. We have a lot to talk about, a lot to break down, a lot to get into. Got to shout out the birthday man in the room, our own John Ivory, the producer extraordinaire, handling the ones and twos. Happy birthday to my man, my brother. Another mother that had been one, John Ivory. Now, before we even start the show, we got a chance to look at some comments from you, uh, the fans, the Crimson Tide faithful out there. And you guys have been wondering, you know, should we double the Super Chats, triple the Super Chats, and all that chatter going on in the comments. So we want to ask you, do, do you feel like we should double it? Do you feel like we should triple it? Or should we keep it the same as it is right now, the daily goal, $75 Super Chats? But just want to throw that question out there to you, the fans. But... As I mentioned, got a lot to get into, a lot to discuss, a lot to talk about, and we want you being a part of the conversation. And you can do this by calling 205-448-1358. That's the number to call in to get your voice be heard on the show. 205-448-1358. And one more time, 205-448-1358. We got a couple of early Super Chats to get to. So how about Jimmy Clay, baby? Boom, baby. Jimmy the Batman Clay. Clay, that $50 donation starting us off with a bang. Appreciate that from Jimmy Clay. And how about Naomi coming in here? Naomi hitting us with a little $9.99 love. So we appreciate the support there from Jimmy Clay and from Naomi as well. Starting us off here with the Super Chats donations right there. Um, also, if you if you want to purchase that four-finger bling necklace, four-finger bling jewelry, courtesy of WeOwnTheFourthCorner.com, that is WeOwnTheFourthCorner.com, you can do that. Checking out that site right there. But as we dive into now, topic number one of the conversation on this evening, you know, Bryce Young had an incredible first scrimmage he did. He went out there, uh, dominated. You know, Coach Saban talked about it, accurate with the football, made explosive plays, made explosive plays, excuse me, managed the offense well, had a good, strong first scrimmage, picked up some things there, a lot, some things there from, from offensive coordinator Bill O'Brien, according to the reports there, four touchdowns for one young. So, you know, w where does he go from here after a good first scrimmage? He's got the second one. Coming up here on uh, Saturday, and uh, what we can expect for Bryce Young, what I can expect from Bryce Young is him building off that first scrimmage, going back out there, continuing to get comfortable with what Bill O'Brien is going to have him do, whether it's extending plays outside the pocket, whether it's changing protection schemes, whether it's a change into the right run play, whatever the offense tangles to, you know, I expect, you know, for Bryce to go out there and continue to take those leaps up, take those trajectories up, take, take the rise up due to the fact that, you know, he's got the talent talent, absolutely has got the ability, and within that first scrimmage, of course, we saw it, came up to a big lightning, you know, explosive, uh, explosive start, showing you what he's got in the arsenal, whether it's touch passes, whether it's you no know, bullet passes, whether it's him, uh, you know, escaping the pocket or moving, moving within the pocket, he showed you on last week uh, definitely what he's capable of in doing, but you know, will he be able to start this season? And, you know, for me, he's going to almost have to start this season just due to this past year he did play in nine games. And those nine games were important. Those nine games were pivotal. I mean, I understand it wasn't, you know, huge action. He didn't, I know it wasn't, you know, huge moments in the, in the national championship game or against Florida or against the, the conference schedule that Alabama had, the SEC full conference schedule there. But the matchups that he did get in, that he did play, those are important because you file those back in your mind. You store those in the memory bank so you can always go back to them. You can pull from those. And he can see where, okay, against Missouri, 
you know, last season as a freshman, I may have held the ball a little bit too long. This time around, got to get rid of the ball quick there. Or in the matchup that he had against Kentucky, he saw where, hey, when I escape the pocket, when I can use my feet, when I can use my legs, when I can break containment of the pocket, I can create huge plays. I can provide a little magic here. I can throw off platform, and whether I'm throwing the ball to Devontae Smith from this past season or I'm throwing the ball to a John Machia Slade, Bolden, a Javon Baker, and Xavier Williams. If we could, if we could see a couple, a couple of these other you know, guys step up, maybe one of those other guys. Point being, he knows if I can escape the pocket, avoid, elude uh, the pocket, break containment of the opposing defense there, you know, I can make plays. So should start this season because of that experience he's got coming over from the 2020 campaign. Now, to me, he's ready to start because of the very things that I've just mentioned, going back to in the practices he had. When you're practicing at Alabama, the reps that Mac Jones did not take with the Wands, those reps Bryce Young got with the Wands. So he spent time you know, throwing the ball to a Devontae Smith. Those were important reps. He spent time throwing the ball to a Jalen Waddle. Those were important reps. He spent time throwing the ball to a John Metchie, a Jaleel Billingsley, handing the ball off to a Najee Harris out the backfield, a Brian Robinson out the backfield, you know, taking those snaps from, you know, Landon Dickerson or Chris Owens on the center. All of those reps that Mac Jones did not get last year, you know, in practice that, you know, Bryce Young did get in preparing him kind of for those moments, those also stick in his mind because those are moments where you know, he grows off of. Whether these were moments in practice or moments in scrimmages or moments where uh, Coach Saban did allow situational things on the practice field, all of those things helps Bryce Young. All of those things develop Bryce Young. All of those things fit right there into this young man's wheelhouse as he prepares to not only try to have a huge second scrimmage, but also a big A-Day game here coming up in the latter, in the latter portion of this month on Saturday, you know, April the 17th. So, I mean, just to me, uh, the first scrimmage there, he went out there, dominated, huge performance. This is going to take him to continue to build there from that to the next scrimmage coming up here. He should start in my opinion, due to the experience that he got in the nine games as a freshman and all of the reps that he's gotten from this past year to now this spring, only going to help him get better, only going to help him mature and grow. But that's going to take us right now, folks, into our first break here. Don't touch that down. We're just getting started. Upon our return, we'll dive into your phone calls, your thoughts, your tweets, your questions, your concerns. We talk Bama football with you, the fans, after this. You're watching In My Own Words with Stephen M. Smith, brought to you by We Own the Fourth Quarter. Get your four-finger bling necklace today by visiting weownthefourthquarter.com. Throw them foes up. Every sports fan deserves the proper representation. Wit Will Sports introduces to you the title towel. Wave that title towel in the air like you just don't care. In support of Nick Saban and the Alabama Crimson Tide. Only $9.99 and it lasts a lifetime. Head on over to WitWillSports.com and get your title towel today. Remember the taste of Grandma's delicious sweets? Emily's Heirloom Pound Cakes brings back those precious memories with just one bite. Each cake made from scratch. They make the perfect dessert to share with family and friends for any occasion, and ordering is easy. Visit emilysheirloompoundcakes.com. Click the online store and shop. Then pick up your fresh cake at the kitchen in downtown Homewood. Order yours online at emilysheirloompoundcakes.com. Emily's Heirloom Pound Cakes, making memories from scratch. Thank you for tuning in. Show your support right now by clicking that like button. If you haven't subscribed, hit the subscribe button now and enable all notifications to make sure you don't ever miss any of the best Alabama football news, notes, and information right here on Touchdown Alabama. 
back in, folks. Back in from the break of a number one forum for Bama football news. In my own words, yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Getting that Monday started off for you correctly. As always, be sure to give us a thumbs up, a like on the show. Hit that subscribe button. Turn all of those notifications on so that way you can have the number one coverage for your Crimson Tide. Also, if you're trying to become a member to TDA on YouTube, here's what you do. You check out the link in the chat line and in the description, and that link will take you step-by-step and step showing you how to become a member to the channel. We got to shout out Jimmy Clay again, baby. Jimmy Clay, baby. That $20 donation coming in from him. That $75 daily super chat go has been met by Jimmy Clay and one Naomi. Appreciating both of you guys for love and all of you that continue to support the show here on YouTube. We get into the call segment now. Call statement brought to you by the Blue Wrench Gang, 205-448-1358. That is the number to call in to let your voice be heard on the show, 205-448-1358. One more time, 205-448-1358. But as you're getting your thoughts and together to call in here, topic right now, Alabama has the replacement for Jay Graham. Drew Swoboda, it's official. Swoboda is in to coach the tight ends and special teams for the Crimson Tide. He comes over from the University of Memphis. He was hired to Memphis in, in uh, January, but Coach Saban pulling the whole Jay Valai route where even though Valai was hired, in other places prior to Alabama, he left those places to come join Coach Saban and the Crimson Tide. Swoboda doing the same thing, leaving Memphis to join Alabama. Now, he spent the last three years, 2018 to 2020, at Rice University out of Houston, Texas. And he really put their special teams on the map, producing four punters, uh, three kickers that made uh, at least 75% of their field goals. He helped a guy in Chris Barnes, a former walk-on, be second-team all-conference, being second-team all-conference USA. So big move here for Alabama getting Swoboda in here. Though he doesn't have a lot of the experience with tight ends, that's okay. You've got Bill O'Brien, who's worked tremendously with tight ends, and you've got Doug Marone, who's worked with the position as well. But we got Tobias Brookins, a $20 donation, coming in from Tobias Brookins, helping us out here on the show. But we got a call coming into the show right now. You're live on the show. What's going on? Roll Tide, Stephen. It's New Jack. New Jack, what's happening with you on a Monday, brother? Oh, you know, I ain't doing nothing. Mondays, that's my slow day. Hey, Stephen, I wanted to weigh in on the question about the uh, increasing the, the daily goal, you know. You know, I don't contribute because I'm unemployed, but, you know, I'm always thinking about, hypothetically, if I had won the lottery or if I had some gold or, you know, if I just, I don't know, if I could flip some plants, whatever. Uh, what could I do for the show? And, and uh, you know, now that Waylon was like, pump it up 200, pump it up 200, I started thinking about how we don't want the daily goal to be a fail. You know, we want the daily goal to be a success. And, you know, I also watch the numbers. Like right now we got 38 and, you know, probably only five of us are chatting really, but, it usually gets up to a hundred and at seventy five that's a little bit more than a dollar per person, but it stands to reason, and I'm sorry to go on so long stands to reason if we could get the numbers the viewing numbers up to two hundred live viewers or two hundred and fifty live viewers, that might make a two hundred dollar per day go more you know, surmountable or reachable, or I'm not sure what word I'm looking for, but, you know, doable. Uh, and so I wanted to weigh in on that. Um, I haven't looked at those statistics. I didn't see the uh, scrimmage. Is there footage of that on YouTube? 
Absolutely, um, absolutely. So what you could do here at New Jack to help the show, and one of the things a lot of the listeners have done is if you have social media, right, if you have Facebook, if you have Twitter, uh, share the show on your respective page and share the show on family members' pages, friends' pages, colleagues' pages, just whoever you would think is, you know, a Bama fan that would really, you know, get a lot of not just information but entertainment from the show share it on your social media we greatly encourage that can i say one more thing go ahead the the, the purchase the the link below purchase a tda magazine issue at com. i can never get that link to work we, we, we will begin that fix, New Jack. We will definitely get, begin that fix for you so you can go on there, uh, hit the link, and, uh, and take care of that business right there. But we appreciate that call. We appreciate that call there. We'll check, check it now, New Jack. It should be fixed now. Yeah, I'll say, I'm, I'm clicking now. I wanted to say happy birthday to John Ivory, too. So, you know, happy Absolutely. birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. I bet I bet he's got to be twenty six or twenty seven by now. <laughs> hey, hey, he 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 is the youngest man in the room. But uh, new Jack, we appreciate the call, my man. You take care. <laughs> All right, man. God bless y'all. Appreciate that call that coming from New Jack. We take our next call of the evening. You're live on the show. What's going on, Steven? It's Tobias Brookings out here in Fresno. Oh, man. Thanks for giving me my Monday fix, man. How you doing? Doing good, man. Doing good. I mean, um, saw the Stanford Cardinal win the, uh, win the, uh, the women's NCAA tournament. Going to watch Baylor and Gonzaga duke, duke it out for the men's side. Would have loved to have seen Alabama in the final four. But you know what? <laughs> Nate Oates, Coach Oates, he's going to get there next year. He's going to get there next year. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see how that works out, man. We believe in it. So I, I had a, a few thoughts. One was I looked at our schedule, and I'm noticing, like, the new coaches that are coming in, we're going to play against a lot of fastball, like, um, next year. And so I, I'm already knowing Saban and that, that group is, is, is planning for that. But I would like to even see us do some fastball because Sark did a little bit of it. At times, you know, he would, like, speed up the pace at times, and then he would, like, slow down, and we just controlled the game. And hoping, I don't know if you have any intel on on how that's going with the install, uh, with our offense and stuff like that. Um, I know we already have our offensive scheme and that they're just going to add to it, but have you heard anything, any talk about how we're going to handle all this fastball? Because those two games, Ole Miss and – Florida, um, and it could have happened um, actually, or with some other teams. Um, Arkansas just doesn't have the, the 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 manpower to put it out there like that. But when you look at the schedule now, man, it's all fastball. It is, and, and just starting off with, with the Bama offense, there are some things being uh, installed to buys. Um, Bill O'Brien's installing some things. Now, it, it comes down to, first and foremost, importantly, Coach Saban, right? Because Bill O'Brien, there will be some moments where he wants to go fast, but at the end of the day, how does Nick Saban feel about it? Does he feel like we got to go fast off a of time, or does he want to slow things down? So at the end of the day, the overarching thing is Coach Saban. How does he want to go about doing it? Now, he did mention in a call with the Louisiana Coaches Association that he kind of jokingly <laughs> compared the you know modern-day <laughs> offensive coaches to yeah. Al-Qaeda Taliban. and Taliban yeah, yeah. and whatnot. So <laughs> Coach Saban, a serious sense of humor. So he, he, he wants to own this fastball style, but how much of it does he want to own is the question. Now, Finishing your thought up there on the defense. When it comes to defense, it, it all starts with those linebackers in the defensive front handling that fastball. So uh, you got an experienced group of linebackers back, uh, anchored by Christian Harris. He's already said, I'm going to make the calls across the board. We're going to get those calls right. We're going to fly the ball. Defense had a tremendous first scrimmage. And so that defensive front being able to push and create that penetration to start to stop that fast ball early off in the set is going to be huge also. But Saban, 
Bill O'Brien, they're putting some things together, and the defense will be better prepared for the fastball this upcoming season. But, Tobias, man, we appreciate you. Just real quick, or just make this comment just really quick. You all put up a post with our guy, Jerry Judy, the other day, and I commented on it. Other people saw it and stuff like that, and I appreciate he's, you know, whatever he's uh, trying to do. But I would say that that sent kind of chills through me in, in a not so good way from the standpoint of the amount of, I'm an educator and I was at the university of Washington. I played college football. And what some people may not know is the amount of wealth that has been transferred to some of us as black men through athletics. It is a blessing. This is the greatest nation in the world. It is a blessing and it is a privilege. And I wasn't the shiniest apple in the batch. People consider me intelligent now, but I wasn't the shiniest apple. But through athletics, I was able to get a full scholarship. I was able to have my tuition paid, you know, and all of that good stuff and all the frills that came with it. And although football didn't work out for me, Steve, I have a wonderful career, wonderful life and wealth. And I would say that sent chills through me that if he's running with the wrong crowd, that ultimately leads to the another, another death of a black man, that, that, would, that really would hurt all of us that support him. So I don't know if he watches the show. I don't know if anyone has talked to him. But for some of us, it's just a, not a good look, um, him being a part of that even though I'm, I'm, I'm trying to understand why, because this stuff is real, Steve. It's some real stuff happening out here. Um, you know, so anyway, I just wanted to throw that out there. I know you guys posted it up just to show what an ex, you know, ex Alabama guy is doing and stuff. But for some of us, it didn't feel that great, but we appreciate everything that you do, the way you support Alabama and you are the ticket. Now, I agree with new Jack. Man, we need to increase that. Um, if I have more downs to drop, <laughs> I try to give to a lot of charity. I'll be dropping more. You do a wonderful job. Anyway, just wanted to push that out there. Roll Tide. Appreciate that call. They're coming from one Tobias Brooks here to the show. I had nothing to do with the video, nothing to do with that on my end, but definitely respect you know his words right there. Uh, but as you guys continue to get your thoughts in, we got a super chat to get to. Dallas Schwartz, that $20 donation coming in from our own Dallas Schwartz, not only a USC fan, but a Bama fan, also one Dallas Schwartz. So, uh, end all be all. Kudos to Coach Drew Swoboda coming into Alabama to coach tight ends and special teams. We'll take a break right now on the show, folks. But upon our return, we get into is it a bad thing that the defense is ahead of the offense? We'll talk about it after this. At the start of the fourth quarter, we throw them foes up. But now you don't have to wait until the fourth quarter. Get your four finger bling necklace at weownthefourthquarter.com. It's the first and only logo that captures the essence of all Crimson Tide players and fans as we represent the legendary Alabama football fourth quarter dominance. Get your four finger bling necklace right now at weownthefourthquarter.com. Get yours today and stun on them haters. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $7.95 per month or pay $74.95 for a full year subscription. That's a yearly saving of $20. Go to touchdownalabama.com today and roll tide. As we are back in here, folks, with the action from the break of a number one ticket for Crimson Tide football news. In my own words, yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. If you haven't done so already, go ahead and hit that thumbs up. Hit that like on the show. I also hit that subscribe button. Turn those notifications on so that way you can stay up to date 
on your Crimson Tide. And if you're trying to become a member to the YouTube channel, here's what you do. You check out the link in the description and in the chat line, and that link will show you step-by-step step how to become a member to TDA on YouTube. And also, again, we go to Jimmy Clay. Jimmy Clay again. Another $20 coming from the baddest donator in the business, our man Jimmy Clay. Appreciating all the love, all support, all the joy coming from him. But beginning now, we're getting now this topic here, the conversation. And uh, you know, going back to that first scrimmage, uh, the defense dominated. Bryce Young did some things, some big things, absolutely. But the defense dominated. The defense had its had its way, had its day, had uh, had a lot of big plays, a lot of negative plays. Coach Saban said, "Hey, y'all, there was some hitting, there were some pats popping, there was some intensity, there was some energy. Defense really went out there." and did some stuff. Both the first team and the second team defense really uh, played well there. So for, for a lot of people, you know, when they see this, they wonder, is this a bad thing at the defense? Is ahead of the offense? Is this wrong? Should we be worried? Should we be concerned? Should we be in fear? No, th th this is not a bad thing. And the reason why it's not a bad thing is because for the first time since 2017, all of the power, the experience, uh, the leadership players are on the defensive side of the football. And also, you know, U.S. Bama fans, you've been asking, you know, can we get back to having a strong defense? It doesn't necessarily have to be for 2016 defense, although some people would like for it to go like that. But, but you know, could Bama get back to having just a strong group, just a, a successful group, just, just a group that when it's time to, to shut down fall Folks, this group can shut down, folks. That's what you're asking. So with the experience back on this on that side of the football, you know, this is a good thing. And uh, this doesn't mean uh, that the offense is second rate. It doesn't mean that. Now, the offense is lacking a little bit just due to you lost a lot of talent to the NFL. I mean, uh, Landon Dickerson replacing that man is, is hard in itself because of what he did, what he brought to this offensive line coming over from Florida State. I'm sitting here thinking, does Florida State have any other graduate transfers that want to walk to Alabama? I mean, the last two worked out pretty darn well. Jacob Coker came in from Florida State to Alabama. But Jacob Coker, national championship quarterback. Uh, Landon Dickerson. Comes over from the Seminoles to the Crimson Tide, and all he does is infuse an offensive line together, having them play mean, mad, dirty, instinctive, strong, dominant football. And this group, you know, won the Joe uh, the 2020 group wins the Joe Moore Award. You had, you know, all Americans from that group. You had first team All SEC guys from that group. You had Remington Award winner, which was Dickerson, Jacobs Blocking Trophy winner, which was Alex Netherwood. You know that. Group Group did its job. It did its thing. So replacing guys like Dickerson, Alex Netherwood, uh, Deontay Brown, not easy to do. Very, very hard to do that. And then you look at you got to replace, you know, Anaji Harris, a big time running back and a guy that was a two time 1,000 yard rusher this past season. He showed you I don't just have the power, but I got the speed, I got the explosiveness to put with my hurdling, my spinning, my jumping, my stiff arming. And all that led to him, you know, 1,466 yards, 30 total touchdowns, unanimous All-American, first team on SEC, Doak Walker Award winner, among the other countless of awards he picked up. And he is positioned, you know, first-round draft pick potentially. So it's hard to replace that guy. If you look at the wide receiver room, you're letting go of two number ones. Uh, Devontae Smith, we know all that he did uh, in his career, especially last year. You're letting go of a Jalen Waddle, and now you, you're down four aces. You lost Jerry, Judy, Henry Ruggs, Smitty, and Waddle. And, and you got this group here now. You know, Mechie's good, but he's got to come up a little bit more. Um, you know, Slade Bolden's good, but he's got to prove himself as the main guy, as one of the main guys. Javon Bell has got talent, but he's got to prove himself to be a complete player. Uh, guys like Xavier Williams, he's got talent, but can he finally step up and prove himself? You got Trayshawn Holden and Thayu Jones-Bell. They got ability. They got size, but they, they didn't do much last year. So they got to prove themselves. And you got freshmen 
on this wide receiver room that have to prove themselves as well. So it's, it's, it's a situation where the offense has talent, but when you look at all of the guys that you have graduated and that you have graduated to the next level, that means pro ball, you got to retool a little bit, and it, and it gets hard. It's tough to retool. Coach Saban makes it look easy, absolutely, but it is tough. It is difficult here to retool. And just, you know, getting back to the defense here to finish up, you know, that point, you look at this group, I feel like this group is a cornerback away. It is an elite, legit, big-time cornerback away from really doing uh, some damage here on that side of the ball. The defensive line, it's got depth there. It's got talent there. The, the question we all want to know, can Brian Ray give you one you're healthy? I, feel, I think he can. I think he will finally avoid that injury bug. But you got him, Big Phil Mathis, Tim Smith, DJ Dale. I mean, you got a rotation there on that defensive line. At the linebacker position, inside linebackers, Christian Harris has said he is going to run this group. Uh, Dylan Moses did a decent job, but I think, you know, Christian's going to take it a whole nother step up, a whole nother level up in running these guys. Jalen Moody's playing well. Shane Lee's starting to emerge a little bit. Your two outside linebackers, you got Thriller and Manila in uh, uh, Christ Christopher Allen and Will Anderson. Those are some hard hitters. As great as Ryan Anderson and Tim Williams were, and they were both tremendous, especially Tim Williams, Will Anderson is an every-down player. He's a three-down dog. He's a three-down monster coming at you at full speed. And then in the secondary, of course, you've already got your two thumpers back there at safety in Jordan Battle and DeMarco Hellam. So uh, defense ahead of the offense Good thing because for the first time you got your talent back on defense and you're going to need this defense to keep you in some games as the offense begins to, you know, develop its motif, develop its style, develop what it wants to do. But th this should not be, you know, worrisome to the offense because uh, it's got talent. Talent's got to prove itself, but the talent is there on that side of the football. But, people, we take our next break here on the show. Don't touch that dial because upon our return, we get back to the phone lines to entertain your thoughts, your questions, your chats, your concerns. We talk bad with you, the fans, right after this. Don't touch that dial. Call in right now as we're taking your calls up next on In My Own Words with Stephen M. Smith. Brought to you by We Own the Fourth Quarter. Visit WeOwnTheFourthQuarter.com now to get your four-finger bling necklace. You know what we do at the start of the fourth quarter. We throw the foes up. But now you don't have to wait until the fourth quarter. Get your four-finger bling necklace at WeOwnTheFourthQuarter.com. It's the first and only logo that captures the essence of all Crimson Tide players and fans as we represent the legendary Alabama football fourth quarter dominance. Get your four-finger bling necklace right now at WeOwnTheFourthQuarter.com. Get yours today and stun on them haters. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $7.95 per month or pay $74.95 for a full year subscription. That's a yearly saving of $20. Go to touchdownalabama.com today and roll tide. Thank you for tuning in. Show your support right now by clicking that like button. If you haven't subscribed, hit the subscribe button now and enable all notifications to make sure you don't ever miss any of the best Alabama football news, notes, and information right here on Touchdown Alabama. So we are back in here from the break, folks. I'm the number one ticket here for Bama football news. In my own words, yours truly, Stephen M. Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine, as always, folks, be sure to leave that thumbs up on the show. Give us a like on the show. Hit that subscribe button and turn all of those notifications on so you can have 
the best in material here on your Crimson Tide. If you're trying to become a member to TDA on the YouTube channel, here's what you do. You check out the link in the description and in the chat line, and that link will take you step by step in showing you how to become a member here to the channel. Gotta shout out the man Tobias Brookins! One time, that 100 piece, that Ben Franklin, that $100 donation. Appreciate Tobias dropping some serious love here. And New Jack, he said it was coming. New Jack comes in here with that 888 in the chat line as well. So appreciate Tobias Harris, Tobias Brookins, excuse me, and our own New Jack helping us out here on the show. But before we take your calls here, call statement brought to you by the Blue Wrench Gang. Got to remind you of mybookie.ag. That's mybookie.ag, latest sponsor here to TDA. So you got, you feel like you're, you feel, you feeling lucky, fortunate. You feel like you got the skills to pay the bills here and wagering on these Crimson Tide football games. Here's what you do: you check out our guys at mybookie.ag. You make the right play and sign up today. And when you do, you use the promo code TD Alabama to get your deposit matched halfway. That's all the way up to a thousand bucks. You can't beat it. You can't beat. Didn't I not tell you you can't beat it? You go to mybookie.ag, mybookie.ag right now using the promo code TD Alabama. But call segment right here, 205-448-1358. That's the number to dial to let your voice, your opinions, your events, your views be made on this show. 205-448-1358. And one more time, 205-448-1358. But we get into now cool topic, and it continues to be Mac Jones, former Crimson Tide quarterback, 2020 national champion. It is looking more and more like for real now, for real, y'all. He is going to be drafted by the San Francisco 49ers, 49ers at the number three overall pick. According to ESPN's NFL insider Adam Schefter today, the New York Jets and the Carolina Panthers embarked on a trade. The trade sent... Sam Darnold from the Jets to the Panthers. The Panthers, who had the number eight overall pick and who have head coach Matt Rule, who worked with Mac Jones at the Reese's Senior Bowl. Uh, Carolina now has its, has its quarterback in uh, Sam Darnold. And the reason why they went this route is the Panthers felt like the quarterbacks it wanted to have would probably be off the board by the time it got to the number eight overall pick. So Carolina decided to make the move to get Darnold, which this means I think at number three overall, Mac Jones goes to Cali. He goes to San Fran. He hooks up with one Kyle Shanahan. According to a report from Pro Football Talk, um, sources were saying how Kyle Shanahan wants Mac Jones. Now, the other people in the personnel department, they want a Trey Lance or maybe a Justin Fields out of Ohio State. But Kyle Shanahan wants Mac Jones. And, and I remember prior to the second pro day, Mac, in speaking with reporters, he rattled off a number of sets, plays, formations, schemes that the 49ers do. He really likes what Kyle Shanahan does, what the whole team does in terms of that offense. Uh, a lot of things that, that San Fran operates in, he did a lot of that. He, as in Mac Jones, did a lot of that under Steve Sarkeesian at Alabama. And I've talked about this also with the weapons that San Fran has. Brandon Ayuk at wide receiver, uh, Travis Benjamin over there, Debo Samuel, tight end George Kittle. Defensively, you're going to have Nick Bosa back from injury, so that front is set to go. You got Richard Sherman there in the secondary, and San Fran is a win-now team. They're a win-now, and because they're win-now, you got to have a quarterback that's ready to win now. And Mac Jones, I feel like you draft him, you put him behind Jimmy Garoppolo for a season. By 20, In 2022, Mac is going to be ready to set the game on fire. So with the Panthers making their move and getting Sam Darnold, this opens the door all the way up. Mac Jones to the San Francisco 49ers. I'm calling it right now for number three overall pick. People think it's smoke screen. People think it's smoke and mirrors. But you don't trade from 13 to 3 unless you saw something special in one Mac Tien and Kyle, uh, Kyle Shanahan sees something special right there. But we take another break here on the show, people. Upon our return, we dive into the quarterback competition. Should it go? Should it last until fall camp? 
Will A-Day decide this thing here? We'll talk about the quarterback battle after this. If you're an avid Alabama Crimson Tide fan and you love to flaunt it, then show your Alabama Crimson Tide support by grabbing the Alabama sneakers. They feature bold Crimson Tide graphics, so no one will be able to question where your allegiance lies. When you add these sweet sneakers to your Alabama Crimson Tide collection, go to stsfootwear.com and use the code TDALABAMA for $15 off your purchase. That's code TDALABAMA for $15 off your purchase. Go to stsfootwear.com and get your Alabama sneakers today. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $7.95 per month or pay $74.95 for a full year subscription. That's a yearly saving of $20. Go to touchdownalabama.com today and roll tide. Thank you for tuning in. Show your support right now by clicking that like button. If you haven't subscribed, hit the subscribe button now and enable all notifications to make sure you don't ever miss any of the best Alabama football news, notes, and information right here on Touchdown Alabama. As we're back in here to the action, folks, on the number one forum for Bama football news. In my own words, yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Appreciating you guys checking out the show on today. And before we dive into the final topic, got to remind you of TDAware.com. That is TDAware.com. So, for all of you fans still overjoyed with the Tides National Championship, you check out our championship collection merch, which means you grab you uh, 18 of them things folk t-shirt hoodie or sweatshirt as well as our got 18 we do shirts designs that feature all all 18 championship years on the back of those shirts you head over right now to uh, get over right now to the uh, the tda merch tab the collections merch tab tdaworld.com and you get you that merch today showing that support for coach saban the university of alabama the student athletes and us here at tda but Final topic here, people, of, of conversation. And uh, when you look at this, this quarterback battle, when you look at this competition here between Paul, Ty between Bryce Young, Paul Tyson, and Jalen Milrow, or for those of you that just want to keep us in it around, Bryce Young and Paul Tyson, should this thing go until fall camp? Should it go until fall camp? Now, for, for me, for me, I feel like it should, and there are some great positives for it going into fall camp. And here's why. Quarterback competitions have been great to Nick Saban. They've been great to the University of Alabama since 2009. We have seen a lot of tremendous battles here you know, with these quarterbacks. There have only been two uh, situations where you, we really did not have a true quarterback competition or a real QB battle. You go back to 2009 here for just a moment, despite so many people, you know, wanting to see Star Jackson, if that name rings a bell there, uh, Jackson win that role, Greg McElroy Greg just proved he was better. He was better, he was more prepared, he was ready, he was that dude, he was that guy, and this was, this was wrapped up even before the spring game, but the A-Day game kind of just really – solidify, you know, McElroy's the guy. And he went on to, you know, carry Alabama, deliver the tie to an SEC championship and a BCS national title. The first legit quarterback battle now was in 2011 between Phillip Sims and A.J. McCarron. And that went through spring, that went through summer, that went through fall camp. That actually took two games to decide because the first matchup against Kent State the season opener and home opener at Brian Denny, uh, both the performances from both quarterbacks were as ugly as sin. I mean, it was terrible. Both guys had two interceptions apiece, but, and even though – you know, Alabama won the game 48-7. to You know, the battle wasn't decided there. So it took the Penn State game where Coach Saban rolls the dice, goes with A.J. McCarron, 
against Joe Paterno, the Nittany Lions, and Beaver Stadium, Happy Valley over there, hostile environment. And McCarron went 19 for 31 passing for a buck 63, one touchdown, no turnovers. Bama got the 27 to 11 win. And from that moment, McCarron earned the job, you no know, took it, and uh, became a two-time national championship starting quarterback for 2011 and 2012. Now, we all remember the 2014 quarterback race that was, of course, Blake Sims versus the field. You had Blake Sims against Cooper Bateman, David Cornwell, Alec Morris, Parker McLeod, and that A-Day game was rough there for Blake Sims. Had two interceptions, should have had, you know, four picks there, yet some drop passes, yet some drop picks from Landon Collins and Jarek Williams, but DJ Petway took a pick off of Blake Sims, scored a touchdown, and after that one ended, you know, you walked out of the stadium going, you know, Blake is trash, man. Blake can't do nothing. Blake is straight booty cheeks, man. He can't hit the broad side of a barn. He can't lead a team. He can't lead an offense. He can't throw. All he does is run. Thank goodness Jacob Coker's in here coming in the summer from Florida State, 6'5", 240. That's our quarterback. Blake hooked up with the local quarterback coach from back home in Georgia, trained hard, and I believe I was the one that set him over the edge because I was talking to him about Coker during a dinner that we had. I'd never seen a black man leave the table with a burger stacked all the way to the moon and not eat it, but he left the table because I, I apparently set him off. But at that moment, hey, I knew that he was going to be the guy. He beat out Jacob Coker in fall camp. 2014, got it Alabama too, SEC championship and you no know, first ever appearance in the college football playoff. And then the 2016 quarterback, or the 2015, excuse me, quarterback race, it was Jacob Coker versus the field. The field of Barnett, Bateman, Cornwell, and uh, Coker started off well against, against Wisconsin. Then he goes up against Middle Tennessee State and struggled a bit in that game. He was benched in the Ole Miss game. Cooper Bateman got the star. We know what happened. It ticked off Coker. You know, he comes off the bench and almost has a miracle comeback for the team. Had four touchdowns in the game. Bama lost 37-43, to but Coker won everybody's heart over. Went on to care of a team. Conference title, national championship 2016. Nobody and they nobody and their granddaddy on an oxygen tank thought that Jalen Hurts was gonna win the job. Nobody saw a freshman being the starter. It was not supposed to happen. But Jalen Hurts got the job done. Dominated the A-Day game, went into the other uh, quarterback battle there, beat out everybody, uh, especially when they got to the uh, the matchup against uh, USC in that 52-6 beatdown. And, you know, Jalen became a, a living legend, you know, as a freshman. And then 2017, we saw how Jalen and Tua, you know, had things split down the middle there. But, you know, Saban went with Jalen. You know, Tua got his shot in the national championship game. And it was all she wrote from there. And uh, so when you look at it, there have only been two situations where Alabama has not had a real quarterback battle. Of course, last year between Mack and Bryce, uh, Bryce couldn't go out. Bryce didn't have a spring because of COVID, and then you know Mack, who already had you know four years of three years of experience in the system, entering his fourth year, and then of course. You know, Mac had some big game experience in the 2019 season, uh, leading him into the 2020 campaign. So, to me, uh, God, I think it should go through fall camp because we've seen some great stories birthed out of this. But when you look at just, you know, A-Day in terms of A-Day deciding the quarterback race, would A-Day decide that? It could. It, it very well could. Now, to me – Bryce Young dominates the A-Day game. It's basically everything we expected, right? Because, you know, you expect Bryce Young to go out there and dominate A-Day. You know, he's the fan favorite to win. He's the fan favorite to win the job. He's the five-star coming from California. You know, he was the toast of the 2020 class as much as people were excited to get, you know, the Will Andersons, the Drew Sanders, the the Brian Branches, the Malachi Moores, the Javon Banks of the world. When Bryce Young sent 10 his letter of intent, folks were like, Woo! Bryce is in here! Woo! Folks were, fo folks were jumping up and down, losing their freaking mind because that was the guy you wanted. That was the toast of the class. That set the class apart. So he wins the starting job. He wins the A-Day game. That's what you expect to happen. Now, 
Paul Tyson goes out here and snaps in the A-Day game. Now you're looking at, you know, now you're looking at some, some shot people. You're looking at some shot people, some surprise people. And now you have to ask yourself, okay, does Bryce stick around? Does Bryce hang tight? Or does Bryce pursue elsewhere? Does Bryce transfer out of the program? These are questions that you have to ask. Now, I would like to think and I like to believe that he would stay right here and battle this thing out, but we don't know. That becomes the question, though. You know, if Paul goes out there and snaps, and then lo and behold, if Jalen Milrow, if Jalen Milrow goes out here and has a field day in the spring game, then that offsets all the numbers. That sets off all the dominoes. That sends the, that sends the Alabama fan base into a frenzy. If Milrow does this, because now, not only are you asking about what does this do for Bryce Young, but what does this also do for Paul Tyson? And I've been told that Tyson's not going to leave regardless of the situation, but it's fun to have these speculatory thoughts and speculatory uh, conversations. Now, I mean, and this has happened before. We have seen a freshman come in and push everybody else to the side. Jalen Hurts came in. Nobody thought he would do this. Nobody thought it would happen. Nobody thought it was pop. Saban started first. Get the heck out of here. Saban ain't going to start no fr- freshman. Man, nah. So you, nah. But he came in here. He came in here, had a tremendous A-Day game. Hertz was 11 for 15 passing for a buck 20, one touchdown, had the only touchdown pass of that game as he led Team White to a 7-3 win over Team Crimson. And uh, he ended up being the starting quarterback for, you know, the Crimson Tide. So it's very possible Jalen Milrow comes in here and shakes everything up and offsets the numbers and offsets the data and has everybody wondering, oh, my, how, when, how did he do it? How did he accomplish it? How, how, how did he pull it off? So it, it's going it, – it, it, this – I've said this before. This is the biggest – Spring game, the biggest A-Day game of the Saban era. You as fans, you were robbed from it. COVID took this from you last year. It pried it from your hands. You're going to get a chance to see this this season, well, this this month on the 17th. And a couple of y'all may even be like, well, I'm going to have to put my house up for collateral because I'm not going to never stop me from missing this A-Day game. Please do not put your house up for collateral. But all I'm, all I'm saying right now, this is – Biggest spring day, biggest spring game here of the Saban era. And th- this quarterback competition, fun, exciting, uh, awesome to, to talk about and get in, and, and discuss on. But as always, Tide Nation, you want the best in news, notes, information, material on your favorite program, that being the Crimson Tide. You can get this by accessing the Touchdown Alabama Magazine app. You can download it from the iPhone App Store if you're rocking Team Apple. Google Play Store if you've got the Android phone. For your audio listening needs, we got you right here. iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, uh, Google Play, Overcast.fm, TuneIn Radio, we got, or iHeartRadio, we got you covered right here. If the good and gracious Lord sees fit, I will return on Wednesday. Continuing the conversation that is tight football. Remember, Bama fans, you can purchase individual copies of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Have those sent to your door. That link will be found in the description. Also, got a shout out, Willie351, baby. That's 777, the super chest. And also, Jimmy Clay. That $10 coming from the man. Jimmy Clay as well. Appreciate that love from Willie 351 and Jimmy Clay helping us out here. Also, if you're trying to cop that print edition of Touchdown Alabama Magazine, here's what you do. You uh, go to touchdownalabama.com. You click join, become a member, be a subscriber today to cop that print edition. Also, if you're trying to get that four-finger bling necklace, four-finger bling jewelry courtesy, if we own the fourthquarter.com, check out the site there. We own the fourthquarter.com. That link in the description also. But until next time, folks, husbands love your wives. Wives appreciate value. Those husbands, children do the right thing, smart thing, fun thing, legitimate thing to not be bored. As always, get you those three hearty meals a day, those three great laughs a day. Protect yourself, protect the loved ones around you. Until next time, folks, spending my own words. 